Hey, Bob WP here, and a bit of the Do The Woo news coming your way. So this is it, episode 400. Let's do this. Welcome to episode 400 of Do The Woo, and I'm joined by none other than Bob himself. (laughs) a surprise surprise (laughs) how is it to be interviewed by one of your (laughs) co-hosts you know it's kind of um bizarre i think it's happened a couple times we did we did something i think when we launched it you know on the news site like three years ago we did it that way but it was yeah it was kind of odd in a way but it's kind of fun too because i can yeah I, i don't have to you know think much except for basically the answers (laughs) <laughs> yeah true true um episode 400 that's that's a lifetime um i know you've increased the number of episodes in the in the in the recent years but still you know it's it's a huge part of your life and i just want to dig a little bit deeper into the early days maybe episode one do you mm-hmm. recall that first episode and and launching it you know i looked at it momentarily because I was doing something this weekend, kind of going through some of the archives. I was going to listen to it, and then I I don't (laughs) think I wanted to do that. I remember episode one, and I think at that point I realized, and and it might have been maybe the first few episodes, I realized that I didn't want to do it by myself, you know, as far as be the only host and bring people in. I. I think after the other podcast I had, it finally hit me that it was uh, better to have somebody play on, bring somebody else in. And actually, Brad Williams was my very first uh, host and or co-host. And he, he came in at that mm-hmm. time. He, I think he'd just come out of Dradcast, which was a an older WordPress podcast that used to be very popular. But yeah, it was, I just, you know, you go back and listen, you look at your logo, you look at every lot of things and you think, oh man, you know. <laughs> I uh, think we all have. Yeah. How was it to uh, to listen to your own voice when, you, uh, when you're editing? Because I, I can't stand listening. To oh, you know, I've, I think I've gotten used to it because before even the podcasting, I was doing video tutorials. So it's never anything I enjoy. It's like sometimes... I think, you know, why does everybody say I have a radio voice? Because, some you know, it doesn't sound that way to me. I think you're always your worst critic. So, yeah, it's it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other. I mean, I, you know, can edit it, but I don't think about it anymore. And even back then, I think starting the podcast, it wasn't um, since I'd done quite a bit before even do the woo, some podcasting stuff for a few years. So it yeah. was kind of. A little bit normal to me by then. I know it's a story that's been said of quite a few times, so shared by yourself. But but why woo? What what was the the trigger with woo that you thought, hang on, we need a podcast just around woo? And when you started, woo was was known, but it's not as big as it is now. I mean, you know, if you look at some of the statistics, it's you know probably installed and powered. Uh, powering f- maybe four million stores. Uh, yeah, so it's quite a significant uh, piece of software. Yeah, it's. I think what happened was I had, you know, I had played around with Woo when it came when it came out. I had known Woo themes since what, 2009 or something like that. I got to know the team, so I it was always in my playbook. And then when I started 
doing more tutorials. And then over the years, I started focusing on WooCommerce more with my tutorials because I just thought this is a better audience. This is something that, you know, seems like has potential growth. And I remember the thing was that I had done this one podcast because I, so what what happened is I I did this one podcast for about a year called WordPress Breakdown. It was my very first podcast. It was a really horrifying podcast. It was like 10, 15 minutes. I talked about plugins and I just kind of went through the motions and I thought, man, I'm just basically regurgitating what I write about. This is not that exciting. So I eventually stopped it. And I said, I got to sit and wait and get that moment. You know, there's got to be something mm-hmm. I got to, I'm not going to rush to this. So it was uh, probably a year later, I started, you know, because of already writing about WooCommerce, I thought, well, nothing's really talked about to the builders, the developers and stuff. And I thought that seems like a bit more of the audience. So I started to do the woo way back. What was that? 2016. But then I switched over to WPE Commerce Show and did that for like two or three years. And then the third year when I was doing that one, I said, man, I got to bring do the woo back. You know, it's just because maybe I think at that time I thought, is it quite time or do I need to be a little bit more broad and, um, you know, cover e-commerce, but just in the WordPress space. And that's when I brought it back. It was like, I thought this is a prime time and it wasn't necessarily anything more than a gut feeling that this is what I need to focus on. I dropped the other podcasts. I didn't want to run two of them at the same time. And I just dove head first. And I really knew to drill into the builder side of things, developers, you know, because I felt they, it, it wasn't that they weren't being served, but I thought I could add another resource and give them, yeah, basically another way to hear other developers to learn more. And a lot of them, yeah. there seemed to be a little disconnected, that developer community. So I was thinking, that, is this, you know, I can't, I can't solve everything, but I can at least be a part of it. Yeah, makes sense. The uh, developers are, you know, it's a lonely job usually. You're, you're, you're in your screen trying to solve problems and hearing from others, uh, other communities, and from the other side of the world, how they do it, uh, what solutions they've come up, new products are launched, and getting an intro, getting a feel of what's what's out there. It is a really good way to get connected, and you can do it while you're driving, you can do it while you're running, you can do it in all sorts of different, different ways. Um, in your time, you've also, you know, you've you've probably seen lots of podcast startup and lots of them stopped podcasting as well. Um, so obviously, that that moment of finding that niche is that is that the key to be successful? Um, and and maybe you can um, elaborate a little bit more on other key factors that makes a a, a podcast successful. Yeah, I think the thing is when I. When somebody comes to me, somebody just come to me a week ago and said, I want to start a podcast, Bob. And I know him quite well. And he was saying, you know, stop me before I do it type of thing. And I said, well, I said, I'll tell you how I usually approach somebody. The very first time they say to me, I want to start a podcast. I say, well, what I will ask you is, why do you want to start it? Simple as that. So they're going to tell me, and I always give the example of a person saying, well, 
because I like hearing my own voice, which is not <laughs> either one of us. So, and it's a really bizarre <laughs> yeah. example. But so then I say, okay, you know, you got to understand the time you got to put into it and everything. Go ahead and do it. If I can come back to them three, four months later and say, do you still like hearing your own voice? If they say yes, uh, it just drills me, you know, then I think, okay, you're off to a good start. If they say no, then time to rethink it. So it's that first, it's why you're doing it. And I think for me, it was first, it was, okay, I want to do some kind of outreach. I want to try to at least connect that builder community, the developers and the agencies. And that segued into me saying, I want to get the voices out that not everybody's hearing. And that's what really drives me and continues to do everything I do. I mean, I get people on that, you know, sure. Yeah. They've been on several podcasts, but get we, we get a lot more people. And you know that for all the ones you've done that really have never been on a podcast or it's their first time or they're, you know, they, nobody really knows them. And that's, that's what I love doing is putting voices out there and hearing them get excited about what they're doing and actually finding that it's not so bad to be on a podcast. So I think, you know, knowing what you're going to do, you got to be aware of the time you got to commit to it. You know, you don't want, uh, you don't want to um, overthink it. Yeah, but can I just pause you there on the time? Because you, you touched on it a little bit with, um, you know, a, you have to book guests. But quite often, uh, I've been involved in quite a few of those where we have these pre-recording sessions where we go over the whole thing. How, what is it like? Because it's their first time and they don't want to mess it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also the, the, the post-production, the, the, the editing, the launching it, advertising it, um, so much to it just for one single episode. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, and I tell them, you know, that's what you got to look at is, is this something you're just doing for the fun of it? And you feel like you can get on, do the podcast, whether you do it with somebody else, a co-host or with a guest, and you just kick out that audio. You don't do anything more than, you know, make sure it's the end and maybe the beginning and the end is cut off or whatever. Then everything you add, you got to think is time. You know, the editing is time. Um, the transcript, are you going to try to do the transcript yourself yeah. or edit an automated, tra- um, automated, you know, transcript. And so there's all those things that can add on, you know, how much are you going to get into editing? Are you going to start having guests? You know, are you going to have various hosts the more you add on, obviously, the more time. But I think with a lot of people at the beginning, you got to just not spend a ton of time on that stuff and just get your feet wet and start seeing if this is something that you even want to do because you can add all that stuff and you can start perfecting that and adding more time onto it. But if you're doing that and you're finding out you don't like the actual going through the motions of doing that podcast at the time, then why why spend yeah. all that extra time? It's, it's a lot of admin work, isn't it? It's not just yeah. the recording and interviews. That's probably yeah. the exciting part where you learn something from somebody else. Um, let's talk a little bit about sort of the 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 profit and loss. And I'm talking here about the losses of equipment. I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, gone through a lot of different software and different recording software, and I'm dread to think the number of mics and other hardware because i know uh, you come all kitted out when you go on location 
Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> any any it, good or bad um, <laughs> memories from that? It's, and if you're a gadget person, you know, it's really not a good profession to get into because you're going to find all these cool little things and stuff. Yeah. For me, it was interesting because before I did podcasting, I did video tutorials. So I kind of found a mic that worked. I went through a lot of mics, you know, from the little, oh, I can't remember what they're called, those little round-shaped ones that are colorful. There's a, a certain brand. But anyway, I I went through those and I, I think I went, um, when I started podcasting, I had this one that seemed to work well with video. And people used to always say, oh, you know, she sounds so good on that particular mic. So I thought, well, I'll just keep that. And then I added, I think I changed, I, at one point, I bumped it up to kind of a next level microphone and eventually went to spending a little bit more money on, you know, her professional type of microphone because I knew the time I was putting into this. But then I add, I get different mics for travel, um, some little lapel type mics, a GoRoad Pro or whatever they're called. And I have a couple reporter style mics. So depending, again, when people come to me and say, hey, you know, Bob, I want to get started and what mic should I get? There's mics out there. You know, you and I have gone through this when you, yeah, first started doing it. And there's mics out there that you can start at around a hundred bucks. You know, it's not, I'm not saying a hundred bucks is easy for everyone. Even, you know, there, you might try something cheaper. It's as long as you get something fairly decent, you know, and just yeah. start with it again, it's, you can always upgrade. You can always find one. And I think that it can become a rabbit hole. You know, all the equipment can become a rabbit hole. You and I have gone through this ourselves trying to, you know, you wanted to upgrade and, and set up better stuff. And it's, yeah, it's um it's crazy. And yeah. same with software. You know, there's so many different softwares. And over time, it's just the software has gotten better. You don't want to, you don't need to struggle with GarageBand. You could, if you have money to invest, there's things like Descript now that you can do. So there's, yeah, it's Really, and I've talked with a lot of people that are podcasting, and they're, they're all at different levels. They're all saying, you know, I, I'm i going to buy this. This mic has worked good for me forever. You know, doesn't seem like some people, no matter what mic I use, my voice sounds the same, and I hate it anyway, so I'm just going to go ahead and not worry about it. So, yeah, you can you can make it as miserable as you possibly can, or you can just say, Hey, I'm going to get the basics. I'm going to start. So, and yeah, I've had a lot of different mics. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard terrible uh, input throughout an interview. And thank goodness, that's, I'm not even sure if that's going to make it to the, <laughs> to be a podcast. It sounds terrible. And then I, I heard just little snippets, not the whole episode of what the, uh, what the result was. And it's remarkable how software can make up for, for bad quality mics. But yeah. saying that, Mike, I think a good mic is always the best start for a, a good sounding. Yeah. Podcast. And, you know, if you're audio, it's especially if you're audio only, you got to think your entire focus is on that sound. It's yeah. a little bit different when you have video. You're going to pay attention to the sound, but you're so focused on watching the people and what they're doing and expressions and stuff like that, that that it's kind of like watching TV versus listening to radio, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, that's the last. Now let's talk about 
profit sponsorship. That's also challenging, yeah. isn't it, to, to oh, find sponsors? Man. <laughs> yeah, the different packages go big or go lots of with with small ones. Yeah, um, yeah. It's um. I when I started podcasting, when I did that before I even do the woo, when I did that WP Commerce show, I told myself I wasn't going to do this. I was going to get sponsors straight out of the box. I told myself I had to do it. Hmm. Fortunately, at that time, I had several people I'd built relationships, you know, vendors in the space, hosting companies that were willing to come in and support me and help me because they, you know, felt confident or they felt, you know, it was worth the investment because, um, you know, I'm I'm fortunate because I already had a following. I had built a brand for, you know, six, seven years or whatever, and that brand really carry quite a bit of weight as far as going to sponsors. Now, if you're, I want to say nobody, but if you, you know, you have a few people that you know and stuff, a few companies, maybe you use them for your own stuff. Sponsorship's going to be a tough role. I mean, I love it when somebody tells me I'm, I'm starting a podcast. Yeah. I want to monetize it, but I want to do that in the way of getting more work. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, you're, you got, I mean, it's not easy, but you got a little bit less worries there. You can really focus on it, but, but, um, sponsorships are, yeah, it's, it's hard. And I, as the years go by, you have to get more and more creative with sponsorships. If you're going to go that route, you really have to think it's almost, you got to think of customized sponsorships or yeah. really going the extra mile for your sponsors it's no longer just you know people just willing to knock on your door and dump money in your lap and it gets tougher and tougher and whether the economy however that changes there's all these factors so it's really the least fun part of it (laughs) (laughs) i know everybody wants to see a return on immediate investment immediate return on investment sorry and that's really difficult when you have work with awareness branding um so if you speak with the right folks within those companies who get it, you probably have a much better chance than those who go, how many listeners, how many, uh, how many clicks, how many leads can I get out of it? No, you're talking very different, you know, apples and pears. It's not going to work like that. That's, that's true. And, and you got to have, like, for me, it's, there's, there's a point where I look for companies that are looking to get into WooCommerce. You know, they're not part of that ecosystem yet. And they need some exposure. So that's one of the advantages I have. You know, if you have a kind of a niche podcast or whatever, if there's going to be outside companies that can already be rather large and have maybe some kind of Mm -hmm. revenue to invest in it, they might be more willing to be able to spend just for the brand awareness and recognition. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great. Um, so the uh, in, in the four hundred episodes, um, have you found a maybe a formula, but also maybe there are a couple of episodes that really stood out and thought, "Wow, I don't know why they went so viral, or whether they have big names attached to it. Is it the the title? You know, are there a couple of things that you think I should be able to repeat that? Maybe it did work, maybe it didn't work. Yeah, you know, that's, I can't think of a specific, you know, one or two, but I know in the past, sometimes I do, I shake my head at something, if or, I, or if it really doesn't do that well. I think, why was that? And I'll look at every piece, and it, I think there's so many factors out 
beyond what, you know, like, I don't know if somebody maybe shared it in their newsletter, if there's a spike mm. or some other, I just didn't see it visually anywhere. It was like, it didn't make sense because it wasn't any different. So there's, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy because I, I think maybe some people think there's ways to do that. And sure, get big names on, big names and people that go around and beg to be on podcasts. Typically, those are the ones that are going to help you promote it more. But those are the people that I consider. I mean, it's great if they're the kind of people you want on your podcast, but they're not really who I am always looking for. So, you know, I'm looking for somebody that's never been on a podcast, a developer that sits in his or her you know, room and does this eight hours a day and doesn't really want to communicate with a ton of people, they're not going to have a huge audience that they're going to send it out to. But they connect most with your audience. So that helps. Yeah. What makes a good show? What doesn't? I've heard other podcasters will say to me, you know, wow, this one really hit the roof. And some of them will, honestly, they'll say, uh, especially in the WordPress space, if they've done something around some something that's controversial at the time yeah that will really hit a big spike in their thing and you know it's that's human nature unfortunately and i you know you know from having done the show for this long that's what we try to stay away from because that's just not our yeah it's not a sustainable yeah 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 so yeah um so Going forward, I mean, you know, I know looking at the past, that's really easy and analyzing all the things you could have done better and <laughs> better <laughs> designed logos. That's done, you know. Really? Going forward, tell us some something that you're working on that you're excited about. Yeah, and I think it leads up to what, you know, when I brought on the first, I think in when I launched it, when, when Oh, I don't know how long it was. I'm, I'm trying to think how many years back when I brought on three or four co-hosts and then I started bringing on co-hosts and finding that different sweet spot of a podcast that fortunately I was, I don't know if I was lucky, if it's intuitive or whatever, but every co-host I've gotten has been absolutely wonderful and they get on and they connect, you know, they make the guests so comfortable. So as that continued to grow and I started adding more co-hosts and I think we're at, I don't know, 12 or 13 right now. And we're going to be announcing a couple more here um, in November. And as I started doing that and everybody has their own personalities, everybody has what they talk about. For example, you, you, know, you talk with a lot of the product makers and we were funneling all the different shows into, you know, okay, this is Ronald's show. This is a show. This is a show. And I started to look at it and think, well, yeah, it's great, all this content. But then I heard a few people say, wow, you know, I'm trying to find this one that you have where the agencies are always talking. And it was just a little bit harder to find in the mishmash of everything going out in the fire hose. So the more I thought about it, the more I thought, well, not only do I want to start focusing more on each show as a branded show, I want to add some and maybe some of them are a little bit more WordPress generic because still I feel like there's pockets missing that whether you build with Woo or not, you need to know that stuff because, you know, it's it's part of your stack. 
Yeah, it's a WordPress plugin. <laughs> of course, so, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, I, so what I did is uh, uh, I was talking to somebody and about a couple months ago, I came up with this idea because we are going to be launching the new site in December. I thought, why don't I make, first I called it a network, but then I realized it's really a series of sh- shows underneath Do The Woo. And we already have, like, um, I call it Woo Product Chat, the one you have, and the one that Tammy and um, Jonathan have. Then I, there's a developer-centric one, agency. Um, we started the one with uh, communities from around the world coming on and speaking in the native language and just mm. talking about the community in their country, their region, or just in their language. And then... All these things started snowballing and I thought, well, okay, I have all these shows, but how about some other ones, you know, some, something that's a little bit more generic WordPress, something that, and you can attest to this. I've, I loved it when we used to um, have specifically WooCommerce people come on and talk and really be able to do that and, you know, from the developer advocates and stuff. So I'm thinking of more of an inside yeah, Woo that's specific to that and once these shows are all put together, I'm putting them together, hopefully kind of have them in place by next month. Then when we launch, you'll be able to say, hey, you know, I like this show or I want to listen to the agency and the product chat and this one. Uh, or maybe I'm interested in WordPress events. So I want to hear when, you know, things. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so you'll be able to do that. And actually what's interesting is, I was talking to Zach at WordCamp US and he said, Bob, I have fans. And I said, huh? He said, you know, people come up to me and they don't know me from anywhere, but do the woo. And they think, wow, I love your show. So the host, maybe they don't always hear it, but I've heard it where people say, oh, I always love listening to so-and-so. They don't say the name of the show or anything. They look for those specific hosts too, because they like their style or, um, Maybe they're calling, whatever the case. So yeah. I'm thinking, well, that's cool too. So so that opens up more shows and that opens up uh, the possibility of having more one-off guests come on, like, you know, inviting people. We just had uh, not too long ago, Bud Krause, Selene Schlesser, and Mark Westgard came in and talked about AI. So I basically give them the platform and yeah. they do a podcast. So there's room for that as well for people to come in and like yeah basically play host and have a good time and have a conversation they could do it interview wise or more of a just a chat back and forth and it's kind of an open source podcast in the case in the sense that i'm letting the community take and run with it and you know most times i say ronald this is a person coming on or you may recommend somebody and it's your show I don't yeah. sit there and put a bunch of parameters the parameters down. I basically say, you know, you're the host. This is you show, your show. Do what you want to do with it. Yeah, yeah. And and that's also part of the, the interesting site I found, uh, collaborating and co-presenting, um, because that's what I get out of it. I speak with some very interesting people, um, you know, from all sorts. And, you know, some recording recordings come out better than others. Uh, and that's also the reason why I don't like to have the pre- recording chat 
to keep it organic. And mm-hmm. I want to know, I want to find out because I'm, I am curious of, of the person and the business and the concept of the product that they, that they want to talk about. Um, and that's nice that you have that platform. It's almost like, uh, I don't know, as you were talking, I thought first, oh, it's, it's the Netflix of, of podcasts. You know, you, you get into uh, one episode and then the next one that's sort of themed based on what you like already comes up next because you're in that, that sort of swimming lane. Um, but it's also, a, you know, it's, it's a, like a co-working space where you have, you can connect, you know, there's a, there's a Slack group for the presenters and there's, there's a way to, to connect and ask each other. And when you go to WordCamp, you know, you have instantly have friends and, you know, Zach's example is perfect. Yeah. And Zach is cool. He's yeah. a cool person, <laughs> yeah. quirky with his musical soundtracks and so on. But, you know, we, we, we connected straight away the first time we met, so... That's some really nice examples. Yeah. yeah, and I think that um, just to add to that, that and what you were saying is that I've found that most of these people that have not had experience on the podcast, and I'm sure you've found this as well, that it genuinely turns out better if they don't prepare or over-prepare. Because I've had some in my past podcasts that when I would send out show notes and they would really over-prepare and that they weren't really ready for anything. <laughs> for one question and they said the whole thing that they Yeah, it's uh, this one poor guy, he was, you know, he was <laughs> he was reading it verbatim and he was having the toughest time and he was still starting over and we got through it, but I just, it was painful for him. And I thought, yeah. he, I wish, you know, he hadn't even accepted because it really wasn't his thing. You know, it just didn't work for him. But I, I feel like that same person if he hadn't, if that hadn't happened or I hadn't given him all that stuff, the conversation would have been so much easier for him. Yeah. Yeah. The, the pre chats are, well, if we do have them, they're the best. And we always say, oh, we should record it. That's, that's a really good nugget. And you can never repeat that same enthusiasm and excitement as, yeah. Um, what, what about the, uh, the ultimate? timing or is that sort of irrelevant is the 20 minute is it a half an hour 45 minutes what's sort of the sweet spot you know that's something i've struggled with and people in the podcasting space they'll argue with and people listeners will argue you know i only like 30 minutes i only like 15 minutes or i love this podcast because it's short the podcast is going to be what it's going to be you you put it out and people, either, you know, you're going to have listeners or you're not going to have listeners. If you've got good enough conversation going for 45 minutes an hour, um, the people that are interested in it will, yeah. will listen. They will. Uh, you know, our dev chat every time is with Carl and Zach is an hour and they got to cut themselves off. You know, they they know that an hour is coming up, but they can just go on and on and on. <laughs> and, and that's just kind of been the it's almost a part of the brand of that show is that they're going to fill an hour and that's whether you like it or not. And that's what you're going to hear. So I'm sure there are certain show if you were really, you know, we're so, we got so many different angles and so many different guests and topics and stuff. If you were doing a certain format, there probably would be times that you would say, okay, I want to keep this at 10 minutes. I want to keep this at 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever. But, you know, a lot of people binge watch TV. There's a lot of people that invest time in stuff. And yeah, attention span is not so long yet. So, yeah, you do what, you know, and you find the audience that can resonate with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did, yeah, once with uh, with Matt, uh, Matt Millerwerk. 
and that was so interesting um we could have gone on for a very long time but of course there's a cut off time because there's so much information you want to ask or you have for him to share and questions to ask that uh yeah um so looking ahead for till the end of this year are there some key moments coming up people have to look out for yeah so you'll probably start seeing i've already started kind of organizing these the shows into these series on the current site they're not through a feed so you can't subscribe right now separately but you can click on them just through taxonomy you know you can at least see what's in that specific um lineup or however long it's been going and so that's you know november december obviously before christmas probably the first somewhere in the first couple of weeks of december we'll be launching the new site which is super incredibly exciting but uh, it's it's yep. that's all i'm going to say basically it's it's a very it's a huge move for do the woo and something that i'm um you've been planning for that for a long time yeah and keeping that under wraps yeah yeah and it's just it's like you know you just you want to say something but it's going to be uh the design and the feel of it will resonate with this series and how this so you'll be able to see things you'll be able to see shows you'll be able to see the hosts learn about each host give a little bit of background on them and what shows they've been on and so there's It'd just be a way to really drill in on the content you want. That's great. I'm, I know, it, um, I'm looking forward to that because I know, you know, from what you've shared and what I've experienced, that community is growing and people want to interact and they want to follow it. They want to be part of that. And that's a place that you, that you've created, you know, you've created that with, you know, through iteration of different formats and different, And and meeting you've you know how many word camps you've been to <laughs> I know you people listeners can't see it but um, yeah. you know you see a t-shirt of word camp US 2015 so you know you you, you know yeah. what people like yep. you know what sort of topics yeah. they uh, they come up with uh, when they talk to you so um, this is fascinating exciting um, Bob thank you so much this was actually a fantastic half an hour just to interview you I know we talked a lot about it but it, it, it remains fascinating you know while you're still here after 400 shows and and all the other podcasts you've done it's uh, it's remarkable so um, on to the next 400 all right and and we will be we're trying to think of something very special for episode 500 or celebrating 500 so kind of watch for that I'm hoping the timing is right and we can do something really really cool Nice. All right. Thank you, Ronald. Thanks. <laughs>